0: Hello, and thank you once again for joining The Intersect. This is Nabil and uh, Intersect. We talk about the intersection between business, technology, and learning. I'm very excited to have a friend of mine for a while. We've been business for, for uh, many years, it is uh, Robert Gatt, co founder of OnPoint Digital. Robert, how are you?
1: I'm great, Bill. Great to reconnect with you as always. So uh, wow. it's always been a pleasure. Uh, many times we've gotten to intersect.
0: <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. Thanks for the thanks for the early plug. I definitely owe you one there. So, <laughs> uh, so uh, just in maybe quick 60 seconds or so, would you mind telling us a bit about uh, yourself and your work?
1: Sure. Um, So I'm a career technologist uh, with experience across kind of major IT trends that have shaped business and technology and learning for 30 odd years, I guess. Um, I went to college to study life sciences and math, but I was drawn into the realm of computers in the early 80s with the dawn of the personal computer revolution. Like, you know, I bought an Apple II and I had the first IBM PC on my block and that kind of thing. And played a lot with the first wave of personal business applications, WordStar, Visical, Lotus 123, 2. d base 2 i am dating myself for sure. <laughs> you
0: are. I was about to say, I was like, I don't know how much more detail you want to get into, but <laughs> it's, it's all good. No,
1: just yeah. It was uh, you know, it all needed to get connected together into local area networks or whatever, and you know, so I kind of got into networking early, and then just sort of followed these trends of systems integration and client-server and the web and dot-com mania. Kind of fast forward to early 2000s, I co-founded the OnPoint Digital with my partner Catherine Guest to design and build cost-effective, flexible learning solutions that were kind of 80% of the features for 20% of the price that the players were charging at the time. You know, we entered the market in 2002, uh, where we've been ever since. I think there were 200 vendors when we got in the market, and they're now like 800. So it's kind of an interesting place to be, You know, highly fragmented, but uh, everybody's doing some cool and interesting
0: things these days. Very nice. Well, thank you for that uh, great background. And I remember uh, years ago when we first met, uh, I realized quickly that if I had some you know, random technology like, hey, what's the latest mobile server out? Then uh, you'd be the first person <laughs> on my list. So, so thanks for that. <laughs> Always good to have uh, a
1: budget maybe, to go buy toys, right?
0: <laughs> there you go, right? We've got to stay happy one way or another. So, mm-hmm. uh, so, so maybe uh, just getting into it. Um, yeah, I'd be curious. Like, um, you know, you work with a, I imagine, variety of different organizations. Probably a lot of Fortune one thousands or so, and and. It seems like a lot of them, those organizations, they come to you with their business problem. And then your job, if I'm paraphrasing correctly here, is to essentially kind of find like a technology-based learning solution. Uh, would you mind elaborating on like either the types of problems that they come to you with or like challenges or things of that nature? I think that'd be interesting to the audience.
1: Yeah, you know, we... As we built the business up, we quickly decided we wanted to specialize in something a little bit different than all of the others, and so we did some deep dives into some diverse disciplines like mobility and social and gamification, and we became something of a a go-to strategic partner for many of those customers looking to innovate beyond what their current LMS could do. it's evolved into complex integration and big data analytics machine learning and and probably ux um informing everything but you know ultimately it's got to be big and flexible yet secure um the problems they come with you know they're gonna they're all learning centric in that regard um and we're it's things like onboarding or leadership or sales enablement or product launch that you know people are looking to go beyond what their current systems would do uh the static systems that they might have and you know figure out some new and refreshing way to do that so um we're rarely the first solution that you know people you know try to implement to solve a problem we're we're you know oftentimes the second or the third that they come across um, because they're just looking for a unique or, you know, perhaps more versatile way of uh, of addressing those challenges.
0: Interesting. Um, the, the last thing that you were talking about, not necessarily being the first, how have you sort of seen that play out in either the, the initial conversations that you have with them or like, do you get a lot of, oh, well, we tried this but it didn't work, or this person had this approach and we we don't want this. Do you do you see that as more of an advantage or disadvantage, or is it just a you know a thing? I'm curious.
1: Yeah, it's you know it's it's a little bit of all of the above, and you know oftentimes you know admittedly we have a very tech centric lens that we look through for the things that we do, uh, and we have a after you know seventeen odd years of building things, we have a pretty wide array of tools and utilities and approaches that can be molded to to meet the needs that they're saying you know that I'm falling short in this area um as I mentioned, like mobility has always been a big one. If the big l m s s can't do it in a way that um you know that meets or addresses the the need, then you know if people won't use it then um uh, but they know that they're using mobile devices. Uh, for everything else in are you know in the sort of consumer or the commercial uh, realm then you know why can't my learning stuff do that too so you know the people are really saying you know help me do this better or we hear you can help us think about this better um but it's 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 typically not for the you know, how the best you know pedagogical learning approach to it it's you know I couldn't get this technology to work in this way how can you help me do that
0: <laughs> i see. And do they um, maybe as the follow-up to that? Do, so it seems like a lot of times they 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 feel like they have the problem sort of nailed down, and then they're looking to you to essentially right. execute on a solution of that. Right have here, are my stated like,
1: requirements, right? And right. you know, can you you know, can you address these? You know, all, albeit you know, within the confines of what my enterprise expects of you. <laughs> Just can you do it in in the you know, can you be a vendor that we can count on, and can you, you know, give it to us securely, and can it, you know, be vetted for risk and compliance and all of the other things that are, you know, are part of, you know, you, you've got to be a good vendor citizen in, inside their
0: little universe for sure. I'm sure that's no, uh, that's no small task. Getting sure. harder yeah. and harder. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I'd, I'd be curious more, you know, as you're talking about sort of the, the capabilities side. Can you talk a little bit about how you've evolved those capabilities. I know, you know a lot of what you focus on is on the mobility side and of, of things that are outside of a normal LMS or so or traditional LMS, but um, do you get like certain types of capability requests to say, oh, you know what? We're already working with you right now. Can you do this for us? Or is it more like we're looking for something very specific? You know, if you could elaborate on that.
1: Um, you know, we... I guess you know. First, on the technology side of things, we version one zero of our solution back in two thousand two is the probably the only version that we ever crafted that it, we it was something that we believed the market wanted, <laughs> you know. And since then, it's uh, you know, everything that we do is largely a direct reflection of what customers and partners are suggesting they want or need today, or things that you know we interpolate or extrapolate off of the. T- Uh, trends that we see or sense the problems that these people are going to have. So um, we, you know, we tend to, you know, stay very open-minded and flexible, um, you know, at, but at the end of the day, it's uh, uh, we're going to be largely informed by, you know, and, and we take this land and expand approach, you know, let's get in, let's solve problem A. And then, you know, if you're already there and they already like you, then it, opens up additional doors and opportunities laterally across the organization sometimes even outside the learning organization you know and most commonly in you know kind of the sale what can we do to help sales teams be better connected or launch product or you know stay informed or you know give information or share information with their own
0: partners or customers
1: you know so it's uh you know that land and expand thing really helps us um and it yeah it it's the way we've organized the company I, we don't have a formal sales force in that regard either you know we just we kind of count on the momentum that we get from an account to move us in different directions but that you know that often introduces new challenges right because okay. people will ask for things that we don't do wouldn't it be great if you could dot 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 you know we've had that conversation many
0: times sure sure no, i, I I may have to uh, shamelessly steal that, that phrase, land and expand. I like that. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for, for, for planning that in my in my head there. Yep. <laughs> uh, also curious, uh, we touched about uh, a little bit on it before, but could you expand a little bit around, you know, you were saying that, which I think is a good approach where, you, you know, you evolve from building what you thought people wanted to what you're hearing that they need. And also looking at kind of trends. Do you see like, common challenges that are entering in the mix these days like with uh, you know, either certain industries or just kind of across all of your your client base that, that may help you to inform some things not asking you to give away any secrets but you know be curious if just from your vantage point uh, what if you see some of those and what some of those may be
1: yeah I mean I mean the reality is for the business that we're in you know enterprise software is very complex and and then you've got this learning organization that touches virtually every part of any larger business, right? Um, you're in every department and helping them do the things that they need to do. You know, And it's, it takes a lot of time and a, and a wide array of resources to design and install and support these systems that people are putting in. You know, And then you add in the complexities of secure, security and scalability, et cetera, you know, that everyone's going to have and you know this this becomes something that is um you know every customer is going to have their own unique set of of challenges you know but the team of people that they're going to need and their capabilities um that need to be brought to bear and the time that you need to get from them to work on this project and by the way they got 10 other projects that they're working on too you know just really make this something that uh you know, schedules often fall, you know, quickly because you know we think we can get this done, but it, you know because there's 26 different instruments that somebody has to orchestrate here, you know, and get all, you know, sounding right and uh, and on the same page of the music in that sense. You know, it's uh, um, there's just a you know just a tremendous amount to coordinate. So you know, it's every one of our customers has those common challenges for sure.
0: I'm sure that uh probably leads to some sleepless nights or some uh some some working long out
1: <laughs> you know it's we try to keep people on schedule you know we we try to do everything that we can and and we often you know because we're the vendor we're the one that's getting paid to do it um you know we often don't necessarily We'll get the, you know, we'll get the content that was supposed to come in a month ago, you know, a week before you launch and not a month before you launch, but it still has to make the same schedule. So, you know, there's some frustrating evenings, but at the end of the day, you know, miracles happen and then everything, (laughs) everybody wins, hopefully.
0: (laughs) Happy at the end of the day, which I guess is good. Exactly. Uh I'd, I'd be curious. Are you being asked like I? One of the things that we've noticed on our side, know, more on the the Rose Rock side, well, on the consulting piece, is that lots of people are asking more for a business case or to show like ROI, return on investment. And at least from my vantage point, that's been something that has slowly evolved. But I'd be curious from from your take. Are you getting? The clients, customers you're working with, either new or existing ones, are they having that type of conversation for you to say, "Hey, can you help us show, uh, help us build the business case, or show what our return on investment uh, working with you is?" If anything, does that do those conversations happen, or
1: uh, Um, you know, tangentially and peripherally? I mean, we're again, we're the tech-focused organization. Um, We have reporting and analytics that, you know, people can use to, um, you know, to, to justify and, and to gather insights. I mean, there's basic level analytics, you know, how many people completed something is really not driving the business case, but, you know, how, you know, did we do things more effectively, you know, in sort of that Kirkpatrick, you know, level three, level four kind of way, um, you know, we, we give people the data, but it's up to them to analyze it, um, I know from a you know, from a cost justification and ROI perspective, um, you this the industry researcher towards maturity, you know had this study out that says you know in the global five thousand L and D world, you know teams rely on a combination of something like twenty two different tools and vendors today to accomplish what they're trying to do, and that's up from a dozen eight years ago. And by the way, they have no additional budget to do this so uh i've got to find more yeah i gotta i gotta do more with less uh or the same and it's all complicated so the more that i can do with fewer vendors you know the easier it's going to be for someone to justify it at the end of the day but uh you know how they you know how they reach their roi you know that's I mean, there are a lot of people that, uh, you know, have built a science out of that. But, you know, every organization's different in terms of how they're going to add those things up and, and what makes sense to them.
0: So speaking of, and that's good insight around sort of the, the 22 tools needed today versus maybe half uh, a while ago is, do you see a lot more opportunity or conversations around things like integrated platforms? So then... Like it focuses a little bit more on that user or learner experience. Does that kind of come up or? Oh, do
1: you see absolutely. That sort of yeah, absolutely. You know, just it's uh, um, Burson, Josh Burson, you know, had this great article last month and, you know, he termed, you know, the integrated learning platform <laughs> as as something that uh, uh, has sparked a lot of interest and gained a lot of traction. And from our perspective, you know, we've always had to have, you know, be very multidisciplinary and and, you know, multi-tool oriented in order to come up with the solutions that we've had. But, you know, his article suggests that they, you know, the, quote, modern integrated corporate learning platform is, you know, something that sits atop, you know, an LMS-like foundation, but it has to incorporate content management, and collaboration and curriculum and assessments, you know, but it all has to have this very compelling front end to it. Um, You know, so it... And oh, by the way, it's got to be mobile and social and secure and everything else. So it's this combination of things that everybody's being asked to do, you know, to be vertically integrated in that way that, you know, becomes um, an interesting challenge because it's it has to seem seamless to the learner. You know, all of these things, whether you're on system A and moving off to system B or C, and then you're getting data back from D and E and F, you know, all of that is putting some interesting challenges on people both you know sitting inside the l and d organization as well as all the vendors that they selected so um you know everybody it's you know it's gotta it's gotta appear like uh you know like magic right you know it's just it it all has to come together and be you know seamless for the user and that that makes life interesting for us for sure. But you know, everybody wants wants the good looking feel. They want to do it anytime and anywhere. They want to, you know, have it seamless. Um, Netflix and things like that just set a real high bar for you know what's what's my entertainment experience on the consumer side of things. I want that on my learning side of things. I want it to be seamless as I move from my handset to my TV to my <laughs> computer to whatever.
0: Uh, definitely, lots of opportunities and challenges ahead. I could say. Right? Indeed. <laughs> uh, so maybe last question here. I know we're running out of time, and, and thanks for the great conversation so far. What are you excited about in the future? Like, uh, what's? And I know you're you're deep on the technology side. It doesn't have to be tech specific, but uh, but like, what's uh, retirement? Fair <laughs> sure enough. Right? Well, that's the,
1: that's the wrong answer. Okay. Um, <laughs> you know, I. You know, honestly, the. The trends towards personalization and knowledge on demand, you know, I think are great. You know, it's this mix of just in time and just in case learning in that sense. Uh, And I think it's going to make for, you know, better prepared and organized workforces. Um, Blended is a big part of what we see happening every day. You know, it's not just, you know, we can save money with the online side of things, but, you know, we know we have to have um, in class, and you know, in the future, we've got more virtual uh, kind of learning happening, et cetera. But you know, ultimately, intelligently source recommendations and AI and machine learning you know, are going to tailor learning experiences for people and allow them to upskill themselves, either as they desire or as their organization demands that they you know become something else. Uh, or they, you know, we're just a, we're all evolving as companies and organizations. So. Uh, everybody needs to, you know, be in a position to, you know, to be able to contribute in new and interesting ways to their organization uh, and hopefully live a more, you know, fulfilling and rewarding career as well. So um, I think as the tools, as, you know, the co- the connections between all of these things come together in these highly integrated types of systems, then, you know, there's there's a lot of really great things that are going to happen for people that's not just all about the prescriptive do A, B, C, D.
0: Very nice well, last question and then we'll we'll wrap up hopefully this will be a fun one although i'm somewhat afraid to ask is how many personal devices do you have
1: currently? <laughs> uh you know sadly
0: so more than 10 so yeah, more than 10 <laughs> I,
1: i'm the guy that gets flagged at security <laughs> like like dude why do you have uh you know extra tablets and extra laptops and uh you know handsets and you know i this, they're innumerable to count um i have uh you know i have the the great uh privilege of of working with a lot of you know wonderful companies around the on around the globe and you know they all have you know we use this we use that and so i carry all those things you know i i want to use them and play with them and know them so uh i have far more uh more devices and plans <laughs> than you would
0: care to count <laughs> Fair enough. Maybe one day we'll get a, we'll, we'll see your spread and we'll take a picture and we'll watch we'll
1: it <laughs> I used to have a picture that showed all the devices that I had on my desk and they now fill, I have literally have two lateral filing cabinets
0: full of all the stuff that I use <laughs> on a regular basis. Oh, well, there you go. Well, uh, it rings true if, uh, and some future device questions. I know where to go. So, <laughs> Indeed. Uh, but, but Robert, thank you very much for the time. We really appreciate it, and uh, great insight, especially from someone who's you know worked with a lot of very large companies as well as uh, you know technology and inventor approach. So, so thank thanks you for you Always and, a pleasure, uh, man. Yep. Yeah, and we will uh, we will chat again soon. Thanks for including us. All right. Perfect. Thanks, Robert. Bye bye.